Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. Good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another Live the Fuel show. So uh, right now, we are recording this during uh, the first couple of weeks, the big expansion and outbreak, the pandemic, as we are calling it, of uh, the latest phase of the coronavirus. Uh, I say latest phase because there's been past phases, like the SARS and everything else. Obviously, this is the COVID-19 phase of uh, the ever-changing flu virus. And uh, that might be brought up in today's show because today we're going to talk health. And I'm going to give you a quick skinny on the background of our guest co-host. He's new to the show, and he's actually recording tomorrow with me today because he's on the other side of the planet from Australia and that side of the time zones, whatever that is. I, I literally think it is tomorrow morning. He'll clarify that in a second. Uh, but he's the uh, founder, one of the founders, one of the founders and creators of the brand Truly Heal. And we're going to talk about healing. We're going to talk about cancer. And let me give you a little more about this guy. So he is the producer of the documentary. That's right, actual documentary. Uh, cancer is a curable now. And the director's cut, Truly Heal from Cancer. And he's dedicated his life to educating the public on how to perform therapies which are proven to work in many international clinics and at home, saving patients money. Uh, he travels regularly around the world. We were talking about this the other day when I got to finally meet him. And he determined like to provoke change by educating on cause finding and alternative cancer therapies. So think about that. And but he, they offer functional medicine, health coach education, and supports thousands in the form of newsletters, webinars, courses, and videos on the education of ozone, PEMF technology, and hyperthermia treatments. These are all things you might not hear a lot about. But for regular listeners, we first had our PEMF-related episode, oh my gosh, I think it's probably two, three years ago now. So it'll be interesting to catch up on the latest and greatest. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, from Truly Heal, from Down Under, Marcus Fordeman, welcome to the show, sir. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited. I'm very excited. So, obviously, I've been watching your posts since our chat the other day, and obviously, the, the you know this pandemic is actually reaching Australia now too. Correct? <laughs> yeah, it has reached the whole world. Okay, and uh, so obviously, this kind of heightens. I guess your attention on what you guys focus on, because I love the fact that I love to focus on functional medicine. That's why I was excited to bring you on because these are, this is another one of these great situations where the traditional MD or the medical world came right out and said, we don't know what we're doing and we're not ready. We don't have testing. Now I'm not saying what you guys do directly could fix this issue, but let's help people understand functional medicine. Every time I bring on a guest co-host, who relates to this, I want to help people understand that there's other forms of healthy practices and medical support outside of the traditional MD world. So how do you help people understand your impact on the world health world, basically? <laughs> okay, <laughs> that was a big question. <laughs> yeah, let's just focus on that. Well, the main, the main thing is we all have that problem that, that um, we focus on disease. And mm -hmm. as you know, every year we add 10,000 new diseases to the list and we expand and we add new names and it all becomes very complex and, very and especially when you start studying medicine 
It's kind of um, studying the disease, studying the symptoms, and then the treatments, and then the medication. And that's how the medical world has built up the approach to disease. Whereas that can become really overwhelming. And the big problem is that we see then is specializing. People get specialized on one disease, one area of the body, one, because it just becomes too complex. And I found that myself when we did the documentary and traveled around the world, we, we learned so much. And I was like familiar with the subject, the, the, whole, the whole concept of, let's say, dealing with um, infections or DNA snips. And you learn about it and you get totally indoctrinated and fascinated. And then you move on to the next subject. And I guess it's the same when you do interviews, you, you learn more and more and more. And then two weeks or two months or two years down the track, you've forgotten half. <laughs> and that's what the biggest... <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes look at my, my writings or videos and I go, oh my God, I forgot that completely. It's just gone. So you work on those areas. And I guess that's the same for every doctor, for every health practitioner, for every naturopath. They all have the same. They, they become more and more indoctrinated into the two or three disciplines that they do, the areas that they specialize, the clientele that they attract. So it's, and we lose out on a lot and it becomes really too much. And that's why going back and functional medicine doesn't look at the disease, doesn't look at the, um, at, at the problem itself. It looks at the patient. And when I understood the principle first, I can tell you it was a very interesting story. We traveled around the world. I interviewed hundreds of doctors and we stayed in clinics. We worked with them. We shadowed. I filmed all their procedures. Uh, my wife is a naturopath. So we really tried to understand and learn. And when we were there, and we put everything together, we still realized that many of the treatments that they talk about work only for a few patients or only in certain cases and not all the time. And that's when it became very obvious. Dr. Rao pointed out, Marcus, you're asking all the wrong questions. Who cares about what treatments we do? Who cares about whatever? You need to sit down and focus on what causes the disease in the patient. And if we go away from 50,000 diseases and all the complexity in our head that we need to memorize, and we focus instead on six main causes that drive every disease, well, then we're a lot easier on. It's, it's just so much simpler. And that's what we discovered in that journey of funct learning functional medicine, studying functional medicine, that it is actually a process of getting back to the root, to the root cause of that which causes a disease. See, we are all having, and this is especially in the time right now, we are all having pretty much every virus in our body. Mm -hmm. Whether we can test it or not, whether they are really low or in a medium state, but almost all of us have EBV virus. I think it's 75% um, of the population has EBV. We all well, let's have pause on certain, that. Let's help people understand those letters. What does that mean to most people? Uh, Epstein-Barr virus. Sorry. Okay, there we go. <laughs> yeah, sometimes language. Epstein-Barr <laughs> uh, virus or herpes. And, and these are very commonly transported virus that everybody has. Uh, most people have bacteria that we all have. But our immune system is able to keep that in check. And I always use my seesaw example. It health go down and we have more inflammation, more 
um, sugar diet, um, less exercise, less fresh air, no sunshine, you know, like all that. Well, then our bacteria load or viral load start intro, uh, introducing and we further our health. Well, then the bacterial load or the viral load. Down. So it's a pretty simple concept. And uh, when Dr. Rao showed me a list, he pulled out three patients and said, Marcus, look, we have three breast cancers, three at the age of around 40, pretty very early. So with 40 breast cancer, this one had breast cancer because of, you know, destructive um, negative self-talk, a lot of trauma in her life. Um, also not neglecting, not loving herself, but neglecting, punishing herself for what she did and what she had to endure. All of those things really accumulate into um, high inflammation, sugary diet, and, 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 and the lady was quite overweight and high inflamed. So that was her reason to have cancer. The other one had Epstein-Barr virus in combination with mold toxicity. And you know, mold, if you have mold in your house, it stops oh, yeah. down all detox pathways. And that then um, combined with a viral infection, triples toxicity, quadruples toxicity in the body. So that was her reason. And the other one had a very bad inherent um, problem, you know, from parents. She had all her detox pathways didn't work properly. Her liver detox profile was very low. She had DNA snips and she had been exposed to high mercury in her mouth. So high mercury and lead content combined with very bad detox pathways and then an accumulation of toxins in her body was just building up momentum. So he said three patients, three different treatment protocols, three different approaches to achieve the same, to get rid of breast cancer. And that's when it first time dawned on me that instead of looking at the disease and trying to kill the tumor or trying to destroy the cancer, we look at the patient and actually look at their circumstances. And that's when we started out to really make that big shift and, and put everything together. And since then, I've worked with, wow, the most outstanding doctors around the world who do functional medicine. And we've put together a, a, a map and you can see that in the background, if you can see it on video, the oh, yeah. map behind me really shows all the different areas that we need to check. And it starts really simple, you know, like we have gut health and gut health is, comes in so many different variations. Do you, so do you have checking, that graph on your website? Yes, it is on the website. And uh, I've put a program together for your listeners um, so that they can go in and actually study um, all of those different strains cover pretty much all of them in great detail in a free training. Cool. And live the fuel as a, as a keyword. If you want to. Yeah, I just brought it up now. I'm just, I was just, just trying to skip ahead to see if I can get that graph up on my screen. Cause they, they, they can see it while we're walking. Cause we're going to re record videos so that we can see it. So. Um, okay. Perfect. Yeah. Where, where, where in the training fuel, video is that graph showing? Yes. How I far? I cover every strain of it. I okay. Go ahead. I was just asking how far into that video link um, is the the graph behind you, um, for example. 
right there. It's right there. It starts with it. I explain the whole oh. concept of how we put it together, how we got it together and what is all included. And then I cover each of those individual strains on that screen for people to go through. We also have on the page, uh, the free documentary to watch uh, for cancer. Um, we have a whole lot of education. As soon as you signed in, mm -hmm. as soon as you want to open the page, it comes up with a little pop-up box to sign up with Facebook or with your username and password. And as soon as you signed in, and we have to do that because we teach non-FDA approved um, treatments, which are totally common, totally normal in Europe. You know, you go to Germany and, okay, yes. Yeah. Stuck in the oh, you have the website up. Yep. Yeah, just, just doing some screen sharing okay. so people can see that and this is what they'll click, be able to click on from the website. Just click very short onto that play button. And just click on that play button. Mm-hmm. And that opens up. Ah, oh, no, that's the wrong one. Just, just close that down again. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's already something playing in the background. Ooh. That's you. Down. If you scroll down. Yep. Yes, you see videos, the six videos. Yes. If you click on it, it opens up a pop-up box. That's where you have to sign the disclaimer and um, enter in the website and then afterwards you have access to the whole training are you already signed in that's yeah. why <laughs> I see you're already booked in <laughs> yeah that's no big deal that's cool matter. i'll make sure we have this in the blog notes for the listeners um, i'm actually going to stop screen sharing because okay. it's, it's sucking up some of our bandwidth and chopping you up so i'm going to stop screen sharing so okay yeah. look it's it's a it's a free training it covers pretty much everything and we have um we all thought how do we do it on one side we would like to give information to patients that they know what to do how to talk to their practitioner what to ask what to look out for which tests are relevant so we have packed that all into this training and for those who are really fascinated um about the research and about the whole concept they can join us in our functional medicine training. And we have doctors, naturopaths, practitioners, oncologists. Actually, ah. I'm very proud. We have 16 oncologists that joined our program and are working through the training. Are any of them uh, in the US? Uh, yes, there is two, I think two from, uh, from all over the world, but I think two or three are from the US. I got, a, I got a friend of mine, he's been on the show a couple of times based down in Florida, and he's a fellow big ketogenic guy like me and i i'll have to send yeah. this over to him and see what he thinks because i know he's definitely has been expanding beyond you know the roots of his education yeah well it is it is a fascinating training and like i said it's nothing that i've invented or created or come up with it's more or less i i just stand up front and put all the pieces together that we learned from all those fascinating doctors and you know when you look at disease from this angle of the patient and their circumstances and their lifetime and their lifeline, what they've been exposed to, what kind of diseases they had previously, how the whole thing has built up. You know, with the coronavirus, we know now that the biggest problem is elderly and people that have co-infections, that have cancer, that have a weakened immune system, they are most susceptible to the virus. Hmm. And that's pretty much the same, you know, when you have uh, fibromyalgia, when you have leaky gut, when you have all of those, and then you get an infection on top, then we deal with two and three things, you know, and high toxicity and lack of oxygen. 
And all of that compounds then into disease. And that's what you find have that uh, gut health, infections, deficiencies, toxicity, hormones. Hormones is already mostly a result of everything that we do. We have systemic health. A lot of people think we are all built the same, but it's like, you know, apple trees. Some are sour, some are sweet, some are green. And that's pretty much like us in, in, in the animal industry. We we are a lot more conscious about this. You know, this is good stock. This is a good bull and very healthy. And we look for the right mate for them to breed healthy stock. Now, you have also very unhealthy people. And if they come together, they pass on their weaknesses to their children. And, um, you know, in humans, it sounds like we're criticizing or we are, we are, we are not doing what we should, you know, love everybody. But in animals, we do, and it's the same principle. So you can be born with very weak kidney function, and then that would mean every protein you eat is very challenging to your body mm. because you cannot really break down the, the proteins. Well, if you have um, goal, uh, let's say, um, liver problems to produce enough of the bile salts and lipase and, and break down material to break down fats, and you go onto a ketogenic diet, well, then that's really, really challenging because you can't absorb those. We can't break them down. And then you go with leaky gut and with high inflammation gut and you go onto a um, raw diet, then it kills your whole digestive fire and everything slows down. So, you know, it's, and I, I've struggled with that for a long time. I always said, well, that's the best diet. And then I had to revert and go to another one and then to another one and try out for myself. And I guess everybody does that. Everybody tries out many different things. What are your thoughts you on the, the right word diet? diet? Huh? What are your thoughts on the word diet nowadays versus <laughs> lifestyle? <laughs> well, it's a, it's, a, it's a very, very widely educated subject, but it's very focused and single-sided. And you know, it's, it's become it hasn't really to do with, with diet anymore and with nutrition and understanding. It's become a religion. I'm a vegan, you know, I'm yeah. a ketogenic. I'm a, we identify with our diet. So it has to work for everybody else. That's where we are wrong. And yes. there are people who have very severe problems with digestion of proteins, of fat, of all food, of, they don't have enough digestive fire, not enough HCL. That's why, personalized, looking at the page, not looking at the diet, not looking at the, 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 the result that we see from anything. We need to focus on what the patient is. And um, I found one explanation really, really helpful in that regards. We are born with a biome, a bacteria environment that we've inherited from mom, from dad, from our environment, from where we live. And if they have eaten predominantly a certain type of food, then the bacteria to break down that type of food have been given on to the baby. And now we do a drastic change, then that is something that causes a reaction in the body and it takes time bacteria to override another existing bacteria stem takes six to 10 months, you know, like it's a slow motion process, even with the use of probiotics or prebiotics or all the fermented foods. So, so question on that. As, yeah. So you agree then 
that because all my research and the experts I've talked to agree that yes, you can reprogram this, you know, but a lot of people think it happens overnight. So I agree with your point. It's just like with hormones. If I, if I, I, I used to help people with weight loss over the years and I was like, guys, your hormones need time to reshift, reprogram. Same thing goes with gut biology. That's what I'm hearing from you. It just it actually may take longer because there's so much intricacies tied to gut biology. Yeah. And that's why just if a patient comes and they are in a critical situation and I add on top of their critical stressful situation, then a complete shift to a different diet, it may help, but it also may not. So that's why we are, we are in our approach, very scientific. It's a, okay. it's a really, you know, you, you can just blind recommendations. Everybody does that today. All the internet is full with blind recommendations. Do this, it helps. Do this, it helps. And everybody tries out pretty much everything without considering their personal situation. And that's why functional medicine goes a lot back into that area. And I just wanted to uh, mention the last two systems um, we talked about that. If your detox pathways are impaired, if you have DNA SNPs, if you have MTHFR impairment, then the whole process is really slowed down. It's, it's challenging for you to get rid of toxins. And if you then go into extreme flush out, you know, of toxins into your system or bacteria flush out, well, then that can overwhelm your system. And that's why knowing those factors really, really helps. I, I agree. Um, back in 2010, well, when I was firefighting, after the firefighting year, I had adrenal fatigue. I was exhausted. Uh, I had a lot of inflammatory weight. I mean, I guess not a lot because I was a pretty fit guy, but I, I tried, I was the first time I started trying out detoxing and cleansing. And yeah, I got that flushed red uh, uh, look. I mean, it was I had headaches. I mean, there was a lot of stuff going out because I didn't know what I was doing yet. I was following a program and it worked out fine, but it was a wake up call. I was like, wow, I never did a detox before. I never pushed toxins at, a, at an aggressive rate out of my body. So, and you also look at uh, a curve. There is, uh, if you look at all of mankind, it's a, it's a parabolic curve. And you have most people detoxify in that middle area in the highest curve, which is 48 hours to push out toxins. Yep. So as soon as they absorb something, they push out toxins in about 48 hours. Same then here. you have that, yeah. And then you have the early stage. These are very fast detoxifiers. They have very, very powerful detoxification and they sweat very easily. Everything is pushed out. And then you have the other part, which is the, that outgoing, they take longer and longer and longer. And then there is those who have those diseases uh, like MTHFR impairments, like certain detox impairments where that doesn't work. If you lack certain minerals and, and vitamins, then the detox process is slowed down. Let's say you have been exposed to mold and mold completely knocks out your detox. So you can't detoxify if you have mold toxicity in your body. And they showed that in beautiful graphs. So that bell curve is really towards the end. These are the people that are exposed to diseases. These are the people that get sick because they can't get rid of the toxicity. So mm. how do I support them? I can't put them onto a general detox like everybody else. I need to very specifically help them to pull toxins out. And usually, you know, that's that third of our population that really then 
succumbs to uh, more severe or more grave uh, diseases. And that's yep. why dealing with that whole approach in that systematic form really makes it so much easier. Well, and I agree. I, I've always reminded people I'm not a medical professional. I'm not a functional medicine guy. I know a lot more than most because I've self-studied and I've been running a podcast for over three years. So our joke earlier about acquiring knowledge over the years and becoming a lifelong learner has helped me a lot. And now I know better. And I know that when people say, hey, Scott, what do you think about the juice cleanse? What do you think about the water cleanse? What do you clean? I mean, I'm like, guys, not one person is the same as the other. So a lot of this is, if you don't have the guidance on functional medicine, a lot of this is an N1 experiment. And that's what I've always done with myself. I've always told people, I can only tell you what I've tested on myself. So. That's it. And it and, and will always work only for yourself too, which is always something that we, we need to consider. And for some people, it works really well. For other people, it is detrimental. So um, that's why general recommendations should not be given. People should really focus on, on looking at their whole setup, their environment. And there's so many things, you know, just going through stress. A lot of people at the moment talk about the virus. Well, how bad is that virus if it's combined with EMF, with high levels of EMF and 5G being rolled out? You know, in some oh. cities, it's already, and their numbers are extremely high in getting infections. They have done a beautiful test. I tried to recreate it, but my wife wasn't very excited. I bought a whole dish of uh, uh, a stack of Petri dishes, and we filled them with agar-agar, and then we took different samples and put them on mold and, and, and bacteria. And, you know, they start growing, and they build those little mushrooms, and they start really evolving. And we put some just in a normal space and others I put directly onto my. So to see if they grow faster. Oh, you, the you mold, cut out there. You uh, put up, did you put them on top of your Wi-Fi router? Yes, on top of the Wi-Fi router. And, nice nice um, test, by the way. I, I knew the answer on that one. <laughs> <laughs> and it was really shocking. Like it really, the, the mold grew like in a big pile compared to the other one that was, was out. As soon as we put it out into the sunshine, it was gone. You know, like, so I was trying different things because I always, I'm very critical. I don't just take blind faith. A lot of people read an article and then they share what they've read. I've always tested. And because we homeschooled four children, you know, from the beginning to the end and traveled with them for four years around the world, visiting all those clinics and doctors, we became, you know, quite a, you know, tried out family. and focused on, on testing all those things. And that was fun. So um, yeah, with, with my tests, I realized how bad actually EMF is. And I think a lot of people with their mobile phone nonstop, reading news all the stop, watching the TV, um, following interest, it's all um, a distraction from this disease actually or what i believe this disease should do you know to keep us at home read a book listen to music or shut down close down um and and become still every disease has a certain impact like if you're diagnosed with cancer it's not just the treatment it's actually a lot more like filtering out the people that you shouldn't want to be around with or you don't want to be around with 
people that suck you dry, people that don't understand, people that miss you. So maybe all of a sudden you start filtering. Uh, the disease teaches you to maybe look after your body. That food makes me feel bad afterwards. This food afterwards. So maybe I start listening. Then I study and all of a sudden the disease was actually a blessing. And if, if you look at everything well, can from we that pause aspect, on that? the virus, yeah. So you said the disease was actually a blessing. Uh, let's just expand a little bit and then we can continue because people might hear that weird. It's like, yeah, because I, I know where you're going with it, uh, but it created a big enough alert in somebody to obviously take a look at everything that you're doing in your life, right? I have a course that is called um, Loving Cancer. And at the beginning, when I put out the course, I thought people really think I'm, I'm a little bit, you know, beside the plot. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I like that role. I actually enjoy it. So Loving Cancer was the subject. And we started out um, inviting cancer patients into one room. We had usually about 20 people, 30 people, 40 people. And then we went for the better since diagnosed with cancer in regards to my relationships and there was a lot of turmoil a lot of things going on a lot of people came forth with filtering um you know looking who they want to be around with becoming more conscious about the time that they spend with someone so there was like so many benefits coming from just that one new friends getting to know new communities you know becoming part of a yoga class and meeting new people opening up the mind there were so many things that came from just one area relationship and then we went into learning what did we learn more and blah blah you know like that's like an avalanche of things that comes from the group where they learn more so we were all the seven areas of life and checked for the and Every single time you could see those who hadn't experienced or, you know, still tried to push the disease away, realized that it actually had made massive changes and shifts in their body. And there is a beautiful, let me just tell that one little story. If you go oh, yeah, into go a ahead. movie, if you go into a movie and you watch a movie and there is an actor and that actor gets into trouble and then you stay with that actor and you 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 wish for them and you hope that they get through and then they overcome the problem and they come out at the end as the hero right mm -hmm. and we love that in a movie well if we look at our own life do we love it the same way if we get into trouble do we stand to our own character and say well we overcome the problem and we learn from it we grow from it no we usually abandon we don't want to be associated we want to push that away and that's something that I found as soon as we appreciate the problem, as soon as we embrace the problem and say, look, it is now part of my life and afterwards I'll be stronger and more powerful. Well, then that's what we should do <laughs> and embrace the disease and not try to get rid of it. Well, I like that point because a lot of us get so alerted by disease that we fail to, again, the point of functional medicine, naturopathic, et cetera, that I've learned over the years is that we, we need to remind ourselves what got us there. What is that root cause? What were the, the stimulants or the, the affecting components of our lifestyle that led down to that place? But because 
yeah. right off the bat, traditional medicine, we're going right for a drug to try and fix it. And I call drugs a, a pharmaceutical band-aid. They do have their purpose, but if we just rush for the drug and we don't do any of the research to find what got us there, we're not learning anything. Well, if we look very simplistic now at the virus and we say that's at the moment the most important thing and what is our body doing as soon as you get diagnosed? As soon, not as soon as you get diagnosed, infected. Mm -hmm. Body elevates temperature. You go into fever. That's the first reaction. Actually, a very fast curve going up um, into high fever. Now, when you look at German treatments, hyperthermia, overheating the body, it's called fever therapy. Hmm. Then that would mean you heat up the body to a high level of... Um, of fever to increase white blood cell count. The first thing that is produced during the time of fever is more white blood cells and they're pushed out from the bone marrow into the bloodstream. Yes. So in Germany, when you have a cancer patient and they have been treated with chemotherapy and their white blood cell count goes down, then they do hypothermia, fever therapy, to bring white blood cell count up so that they can continue treatment. They can even reduce the chemotherapy agent to 30% of the normal quantity because the fever enhances the effect so much and it doesn't kill off white blood cells. Hmm. So it's a really beautiful treatment. When I look at the virus, every virus triggers in our body, as long as we're healthy, a fever response. Now, what have we done over the past 30 years since they do vaccines and they try to get rid of every childhood disease and chickenpox and mumps and rubella and all of that is completely suppressed with vaccines. We are not supposed to have fever. The first thing when you go into a clinic, they give you Panadol so that you don't go into fever. Well, we have forgotten that fever is actually healing. It's a healing reaction of the body. We produce more white blood cells, we increase oxygen uptake, we detoxify, we put massive amounts of healing response in the body. We trigger NIF2, we trigger all sorts of cytokine production with fever. And that's what we suppress with medicine. So but as, as soon as somebody sees things. a spike in body temperature, they freak out, they want to ice down, they want to, to your point, they want to fight the fever right away. But to your point, we're actually interrupting our natural process. biology, our natural reaction that our body's trying to engage its own healing protocols. Um, to clarify that factor, when you have a blister, say you, you have a splint, yeah. then there will be a red circle around. circle is inflammation. It is all your blood vessels in that area are widened. So the body opens up all the blood vessels in the area so that more blood flow can get there, more oxygen go there. And due to the heat, more white blood cells can work effectively. Inflammation, lesion, and everything is gone. Then the body cools off again. Now, when the body action locally, you know, with the local inflammation, then it sets the whole house on fire with the viral infection or bacterial infection it's the whole house that needs to be cleansed mm -hmm. and as soon as i bring fever temperatures body's natural reaction it's not something we've invented 
and that will then cause white blood cells to rush out, kill all the virus. Um, we become, after two days of fever, and that's the normal response that we see in all hospitals, those who survive the infection go up in high fever, have that for two days, build up the cough and, and uh, some, some tiredness and dizziness, and then it fades out and afterwards they're immune. They have overcome the disease. So when you look at children and have, I think it's five or six critical childhood diseases that they train their immune system with, they all get it around the same age. It's even though the disease is out, younger children don't get it. It's like, I think rubella is about the age of eight or 10. Everybody normally gets it. And so that is interrupted. So we have no training for our immune system. And there is so many papers about it, how important they are, how important our fever bursts are to develop a healthy immune system. And we've been going in the wrong direction. You know, yeah. we've been fixing a problem that actually doesn't need fixing. People have been indoctrinated to believe that fever is a disease instead of a healing response. And that's very hard to change. It's very hard to educate. We have a complete academy on that. So when you go to Trudy Heal and you sign up for the training, you're introduced to fever therapy, introduced to ozone therapy, introduced to PMF therapy, where we teach you, you know, very, very simple methods on how to enhance your health without dealing with the disease. Hmm. Well, and let's, let's quickly rewind. You were talking about obviously EMF frequencies, which obviously are, we're relating to Wi-Fi technologies. Even, even the, I tell people all the time, even the technologies that we take for granted, like our cell phone towers, I learned a lot years ago when I had him on my show, uh, Dr. Jack Cruz, uh, based out of Louisiana here in this country. He's very big online about the health of the sun and getting closer to the equator and overcoming things like EMF frequencies and the impacts of the cellular health. So he's an expert on mitochondrial health, uh, which are the power plants inside of our cells. And, but then when people hear about PEMF, they might get them a little confused. So why don't you help people understand, because <laughs> I haven't had a PEMF person on the show in a long time, that difference. <laughs> <laughs> EMF is usually radio waves, RF waves, that are created by radio towers, by transmission stadiums, by... by uh, it falls under the category. There's like a whole... And they start usually at 60 hertz, which is our computer monitors, well, the old ones at least, um, and, and electrical equipment, the power lines that have 60, 50, 60 hertz. So that's the frequency starts, and that goes all the way up to sunlight so that we go into the frequencies. Yep. And is quite, well, destructive. And it's, it's causing stress in our body. And that is when we expose too much. And let me see, there's hundreds of people who have no effects, no symptoms, no problems, because they have an intact system. Who responds to EMF mostly? People who have an infection or co-infection or mold toxicity, and people who have a high heavy metal toxicity. These are the people that respond to EMF very badly, whereas people that have a low heavy metal toxicity, it disappears, it just goes away. So 
that's why we always need to combine. And, and when we look at our group of diseases, it's never just one. It's not EMF that makes you sick. It's EMF in combination with high toxicity or EMF, like I said before, with mold that makes you sick. Now, PEMF, just to clarify that, is pulse electromagnetic fields. Now, when you think about the earth core is liquid, well, we have the inner core and then we have that liquid mantle around and there's lots of heavy metals, metals in there, gold, silver, everything is in there and probably more precious metals too. And they are in constant movement in that liquid mass and the rubbing of that, you know, the, 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 the magnetic field that builds up from that yep. is what protects our earth from you know, outside influences from the universe, from the radiation, it holds us on the surface. It's the magnetic field and it's in movement between zero and 60 hertz. It's that natural rumbling of the earth. And that is a frequency that we absorb, that makes our bones strong, that enlivens every cell, that without EMF or without... Um, that magnetic field, we would not be able to survive. And that's what they recognized when they went to space and the astronauts were far away from the Earth field of the uh, Earth and their health was going down, their white blood cell count was going down, their, their, uh, their, their whole body disintegrated and then they in a magnetic field that is increased in that ship to keep them healthy. and discovery of pulse electromagnetic fields because the static magnetic field doesn't have that influence hmm. it needs to be that motion that movement that frequency to enliven ourselves and that's what we recreate with the device yes and from what i've learned is you know the whole point of those devices is that you're trying to surround yourself from a therapeutic way those natural frequencies that align with our earth's natural frequencies and the problem is a lot of us, I mean, I do things now like earthing or grounding as some people call it. And you're wearing, you know, rubberized shoes and you're surrounding yourself with all these other frequencies like the computer screens in front of me that are battling all that. So that's why, that's, that's why I learned about PEMF is that it's, you're using it as a therapy to kind of get people even more grounded, you know, back to the earth. Mm, yes and no. Okay. Uh, think of your your cells. Think of your. It's like a little battery. Every single cell is like a little battery that produces energy with the Krebs cycle internally. You see that cell tired and tired has been working pretty hard and it's exhausted and then there is stress and there is all sorts of factors and too much sugar and not enough oxygen and blah 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 so the cell gets tired and exhausted now i put that cell onto a little charger you know those chargers for your toothbrush oh yeah but there's no electrical connection it's the magnetically induced charge yep. that's much pmf for us so we put ourselves onto a charger and all of a sudden all Again, they become strong. It tears out the membrane. The membrane, like Bruce Lipton says, of the cell is the brain of the cell. That's the intelligent part. So clean all the sodium, potassium channels, all the glucose channels, all the mineral channels, and they inflate again. The cell 
strong and powerful. That's why mostly sports people use it. You know, high athletes. Um, we have so many soccer clubs, rowing clubs, rugby clubs that use PMF because it helps them to overcome bruises and, you know, all, all the bangs and, and, and abuse to the body a lot faster. It helps them to stay healthy and not get injuries. It's a very powerful tool to energize the body. And if we take that into elderly, I've, I have a whole a chain of retirement villages, you know, those retirement um, communities yep. that buy PMF because it was funny. One of the nurses said, Marcus, before we had the problem of medication and pain and complaining and low energy and grumpy moods and everything, now we have a different problem. Libido in different rooms and certain going out and having party and sneaking out after, after light out time. <laughs> and so we have all of a sudden a different dynamic. And that's what you realize. Elderly people, when, when especially people chronic disease think about a flu and you remain feels you have a flu you're really low energy that's one bacterial infection or a viral infection and you need your whole body goes down now think about you have that as a chronic co-infection or as an infection over years hmm. and you have a toxicity on top and you have stress on top we all get tired and then you use something like this and all of a sudden your energy levels go up and it's a lot easier to overcome disease. It's a lot easier to detoxify. It's a lot easier to break down food and absorb the nutrients. PMF is just generally a recharge station, as I call it, for humans to get back on track. Well, that's, and again, to your point, if you align that with... Uh you know, doing a better job to keep your, your natural circadian rhythm in line. Again, doing all these other healthy practices, right? Good, clean, uh, consistent sleep cycles. You got your nutrition dialed in. You're doing things like detoxification and cleansing to help battle that. To your point, right? We're adding all of this together. There is not one perfect solution. It, these are all things that can help work together to improve our health. Yes. And it's actually... Quite simple. Look, I'm, I'm probably the laziest person in that regard. I hate when people come and, you know, like they have a time schedule and then these pills at this time and these at this time and then I need to do this treatment. I need to do this. Oh, my God. It's really overwhelming. And if you see some of those people, they, they go from one frenzy into the next. Stressful to be healthy. And it shouldn't be. It should be fun. Yeah. Hypothermia, for example. Therapy is a treatment you do once a week. Effect hypothermia lasts for two weeks. So if you do it once a week and it's a three hour treatment, you do that, you build up more and more resistance. Hold more people out of Lyme disease and, and chronic fatigue and, and you know, whatever you want to call it, and cancer by using um, um, hypothermia once a week use ozone it's a daily two-minute treatment you go to the toilet and once you had your bowel movement you take a catheter and you fill 250 milliliters that's really a tiny amount of ozone into your rectum into your colon and that's it so i'm done with one treatment a week plus um one five-minute treatment if i add the washing of the catheter and everything 
um, in the morning and my whole treatment package is done. PMF, I have to say, is quite expensive. It's, I don't know, the technology, because we deal with so high voltage to convert into that magnetic pulse, devices are still quite expensive and the technology quite um, I recommend them usually for groups or communities because for an individual person, it's, it's quite an expense. Smallest yeah. device starts out at about five, $6,000 and then up to 25,000. So that's not something everybody can afford, but communities can. We have a lot of churches that order the device for their community. A lot of uh, self-help groups that order that device or clinics or practitioners and certainly private people who can afford it. But I would say this is a luxury treatment. Well, it's a couch potato treatment. You know, you don't need to do anything. No, it's true. You, you just need to exercise. <laughs> you get it. You get a PEMF mat, and you just lay on it. I can tell you, my uh, my wife has been testing it with uh, our our cancer survivor dog. Uh, he's eleven and a half years old. We took his leg off to save him from cancer last year because it was localized in his front leg elbow region, and he's been great. But when he goes for those PEMF treatments. You're right. He's like recharged. He comes back and he is a spaz. I mean, he's running everywhere. He's high energy. So there's some proof of the pudding, so to speak, right there <laughs> that uh, there's some recharging going on there. Well, animals respond really well. We do horses. Uh, there's no derby winner, no racehorse in the world that has no PMF. You know, mm -hmm. they are, if you have a horse that is a million dollars, you pay $20,000 for a device without a problem. And every racehorse is treated with PMF. You can correct their gait. You know, if they run a little bit sideways, one side, you know, not in yeah. line, they can treat that by counterbalancing the other side. They can repair the sacral area, which is very in, uh, affected those racehorse. They treat ankles and knees. It's phenomenal. Plus, I have a lot more energy. And in the beginning, I was actually animals with my pulsing i thought you know that pulse and the horse kicks me or bites me so i was approaching very careful and the horse was leaning in was pulling up and was rolling you know i was pressed against a wall because the horse was pushing hard against that loop it was kind of fascinating but yeah i i realized fun really well we have so many uh, vets that um, with their animals, it's a it's a stunning tool. It's pretty it's pretty powerful, literally. Um, and actually, we're coming towards the end of our show here, so I don't want to. I want to make sure you've been cutting in and out, but it's been manageable uh, because, well, we're try we're calling from each other from the other side of the planet. Uh, but uh, I'm going to try something real quicker because I don't want to. I want to make sure you don't get cut off as we get to the end of the show here. I'm going to shut your video off uh, here. Yeah. And then that way, I want to see if that clears it up because you're not cutting out too bad. But when we start coming towards the end of the show, and I agree, by the way, this PMF technology is amazing. I've seen the giant, they have like giant mats that you can just hang right in the horse stall and they just, you know, get charged up. <laughs> um, yeah. So like I said, my, my wife's been testing it on, on our dog, but admittedly, yes, it is very expensive, but I guess you get what you pay for. I am excited to see, hopefully see this technology get more affordable. Um, I, I'm surprised somebody hasn't figured out how to just convert it from basic you know, 24 volt uh, power plants, so to speak, instead of having to, you know, convert it from AC line voltage. But 
I don't know, maybe somebody's working uh, there on There are little devices um, and they, they, they seem to work, but it's certainly not as, as effective. Um, it's always, you know, like pulse magnetic fields, if you have a strong field, you have very fast results. You feel them more or less overnight. Uh, whereas if you go so uh, with, with a softer device, with a weaker device, with long-term treatment, you just need to use it more often, more regular, and it builds up and you'll have the effects after a week, which you have with a strong device a lot faster. And that's pretty much all we need to consider. It just takes a bit longer. Yeah, and I'm going to remind our listeners here, uh, when you guys visit trulyheal.com forward slash live the fuel, you'll get access to the free course. But when you dig into his site, this will all be in the blog notes. Um, you know, you have access to the PEMF Academy. They have the, uh, actually really everything's right here, hypothermia, ozone. So uh, it's, you guys have a very robust site. Your YouTube is very robust. Uh, you guys have a lot going on, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> yeah. So one yeah, thing I love about your brand is out. you have a lot of resources, so. Well, we focused on education. We, we are actually an educational facility. So we teach people to treat themselves at home, save thousands of dollars. If you go to a hypothermia treatment, it costs you a thousand to a thousand two hundred dollars for one treatment. Now, if you buy a dome, that's two thousand dollars and you can do it as often as you want at home. You there just you need the right education to do it safely. And that's why we've created those academies. Ozone treatment, you know, $150 a pop when you go to a doctor. And I don't say that's bad. If you have a doctor that can do it, absolutely phenomenal. But if you can do it at home on a daily basis, you save yourself and you can do it for your whole family. You can save yourself thousands of dollars. Mm. And there is a dynamic at the moment, which is very significant. You will find that most people have, due to the internet, too much knowledge. They have too much understanding. They are educated by people like you and so many others out there that they take charge of their own health. And I've seen that, you know, we are 20 years now. We're 20 years in that industry. Since 20 years, I interview doctors and travel around the world and, and check out the best and, and the brightest. And in those 20 years, in the beginning, it was very hard to find patients that we're able to even comprehend what we explain. Today, we have thousands of people. When you look at some of our videos, they have 20, 30, 50,000 views, um, and, and people are educated, and they follow through. I recently had a car accident and, and had a severe um, health condition from that. And when you then get 5,000 emails that tell you, you know, like, thank you so much and hope you get better, from people that had good results from, from the treatments, it actually shows you that there is a total shift and change in dynamic. It's pretty powerful. And, and, and that's what yeah. I like about doing these podcasts is that, you know, again, some people may, may watch this, they may listen to this and be like, oh, this is all hokey and it's not true or whatever. But then other people take the, and this is something I've stressed and I'm intrigued to see how you want to close the show out too. But I've said it on past shows. We have to take accountability for our own health. You can't put everything on your MD or even your, 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 your FM, your functional medicine doctor. It's like, or your osteopath or whatever you're using, uh, natural path, et cetera. Like we still have to take some accountability, even though there is too much information out there now, at least do some self-study and work with a professional to find the right thing that's going to benefit you. Uh, 
so I do align with the fact that we should be doing some self-study uh, and understand this stuff more before we just say, well, I don't believe in any of that. <laughs> well, let's, let's close it this way. If you have plenty of money and you have the time to find the best practitioner, then do it. It's absolutely great. But yeah. if you don't, you don't need to be in despair. You don't need to be worrying that you miss out. It's not that those people who go to a doctor are better off. It's more or less those who really help themselves that are in charge. And that makes a massive difference. I definitely agree with that. Well, and, and actually, since that's actually a first way to segue. So actually, I will ask you for one more way to help close the show out. Um, my guest co-hosts all get to get the final word so to speak. And, and I lately in the past couple of years, I've kind of switched it from a final words to really more, you know, of, of a more of a legacy message. I think I've learned over the years that, you know, we all have a finite amount of years on this planet. Um, you know, what is a legacy message that's all kind of all encompassing that we're going to try and leave behind as a footprint on this planet, virtually or physically in person? But like, is, is there something all encompassing? I mean, again, your brand pretty much says it, you know, truly heal. Uh, but what is a message that you want to leave behind that's kind of all-encompassing for the audience out there? Well, the more you empower yourself um, to live a healthy and, and radiant life and appreciate the diseases not as a bad thing, but as actually a, a, a help of the universe for you to evolve and grow and, and, and become the best you can be, um, the disease is actually not a bad thing. It helps us to... Yeah, grow. Well said. All right, people. Listen, hang tight. I want to give you a proper goodbye off the air. All right, ladies and gentlemen, again, that was Marcus Fordeman. And again, this is trulyheal.com forward slash live the fuel. You know, do some research, check it out, get into it, especially if you know somebody or you are somebody hearing this that has been considering maybe learning some more about functional medicine, maybe becoming a coach, maybe getting into it. Um, not everybody wants to necessarily teach or educate others, but sometimes you just want to learn. And I tell you, I've, I've been digging through the site. I've been digging through their content online. He's got a lot of it. <laughs> so again, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I think it's a great way to kind of a close the show out is the focus on that theme of growth. We are all personally and collectively accountable for that. So let's make sure we're growing in a positive way, not just from a health perspective, but obviously for this show, we're here to fuel your health, your business, and your lifestyle. Marcus definitely helped us do that today. So again, ladies and gentlemen, trulyheal.com forward slash live the fuel. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, you too could live the fuel. And we'll talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at livethefuel.com.